Good evening. This is Nazia Timhama Yaakov, and I have here with me Irfan Mazan, um, one of the. Um... Hi there. How are you? Uh, how, uh, hello, Dr. Nazati. Hello, all. Uh, good day. Uh, I'm glad to be on the podcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, what do you do, uh, Irfan? What was the topic of your thesis that you did? Also, Yeah. So the topic of my thesis was a uh, school of built environment for uh, UITM. UITM, I know that, that some I have often heard before myself of UITM Jalan Osman um, a campus, you know, and when we did the PJO town in 2019, 820 that was the first time that I ever actually knew about it through your thesis. So Why did you decide on doing this um, build, School of Built Environment, uh, UITM, Jalan Osman, and uh, are there any personal reasons for that? So when we started out this project, we started at pre-thesis time. And when we were site selecting, this was one of the sites that was interesting enough. But originally, I, went, I wanted to go to the safer route and do a School of Arts because that was the existing program. But then I was, uh, the conversation that I had with the lecturer was that going with the arts, it has no impact to the community because uh, with doing what Unit 2 is doing is the contextual awareness and contextual um, interaction is a key point. Therefore, through the process of it, uh, I, I came across a uh, built environment. But even before that, I had this big junction where There was like I was about to do school of engineering, civil engineering, because it was it still kind of made sense um, to because the infrastructure in PJ Old Town was very dilapidated and forgotten. Therefore, it has a lot of opportunities. But when I went to more a built environment, it was more through the influence from like uh, meeting people and seeing what can be done because the program of a school of uh, just uh, civil engineering is very limited. Therefore, I was I was more pushed into going somewhere a bit different. Also, um, I talked to one of our seniors, uh, Amalin. If you remember, Nazete, you Amalina, uh, yeah, yeah, Amalina, yes, Amalina. Uh, and she she was talking about how she got to her project was that she went around and took pictures and sketched over it, and that's when I got really I really thought about how does my design can be translated into Bijao Town, and I think. Where I went to school of built environment, I think built environment has this notion where we just think about, oh, school of built environment means an architecture school. But also, I, as I am an architecture student, I noticed that what we learn is within the boundaries only of our design. So I have done I think, five years of school, but not I never have done the, a street design or la like any uh, extensive landscape design for the non-boundary area of my site. I think that was a big thing that I kept thinking about because uh, like it says on our uh, faculty, it's School of uh, Built Environment, uh, a faculty of Built Environment, but we are so limited to what we design where it's, you can see, I think it's obvious also like when you see, when you go out and go to new buildings or any buildings today, that you can clearly see the demarcation of the boundary without the lines, also like with the a perimeter road or the gated area. So it's just that it's so obvious that we are segregating ourselves. And I think that's when the School of Bear Environment really tallies in. And it really, I try to connect it to UITM because the 
what UITM has done in the education um, premise. It's not something that I really like or I see that's not the best way for education needs to be. Okay, so um, talking about what you said just now, the first time that you actually design beyond the boundaries and um, this touch upon higher education and, you know, um, was there an initial incentive to actually understand that you know what is higher education uh, uh yeah um i think it goes on um when i looked at it like how in malaysia we had we have a high number of graduates just it's a, a too ridiculous of a number of graduates also in it's like part of the government's requirement to have a high number of graduates and i don't really get it because now also just looking for the degree university that can uh, that is passing for uh, the that gets the lam accreditation there's more than i think like 20 or th- something it's a, a large number that it's too ridiculous minusing there's a lot more private so there's too much of it and i think by the end of it like in my class when i did my degree if i'm not mistaken there's only like I had a set of 70 students in my class and I think around 10 to 20 only went to the industry and others went away. And I think there's like a gap where students sometimes are not interested in doing a degree program, but it's pressured by the society in Malaysia where we have to have a degree pro, a degree cert to get a certain amount of um, salary or so, just... Yeah, you were critical about the quality, you, you mean, the quality of graduates here. Uh, yeah. Uh, when I when I was th- seeing how the quality is that a lot of us are uh, aren't able to compete with the international standards. Sometimes, like as we graduate from this country, sometimes when we try to go work abroad, it's not um, applicable. And also, I think the easiest example is that a lot of high-rise building in Malaysia is still not like the the famous famous one, like the, the twin tower or the the KL118 or the new, uh, the, uh, the TRX, all of them are designed by foreign architects, not local architects. I think that was kind of annoying to me because I, like, it's not as if we are Wait, in common. Why can't we compete, is it? Yeah, yeah, it's essentially, essentially that because we have good okay. designs too. It's okay. just that bird perspective or what we see in this country. Maybe it, it, that's from my point of view, what I've seen. Okay, um... That would be interesting to find out what was your thesis about because talking to you, um, if I'm, the more I ask you things, the more I find out other, the more I found out the reason why, why that uh, you, the reason why you do this project. So, did your thesis? Do you think your thesis actually have the concept to deal with the problems that you you mentioned just now? Uh the quality of graduates were were you were you, did you create um school of bill environment that that was going to resolve those problems you think and how did you do it what was your thesis about oh so like i tried to hopefully it could it's a good theory i could do it with the idea of mixing the blue collar and white collar education so the blue collar i see it more as the technical uh, technical and hard labor and the white collar is just the theory that typical students has done with this i want to have more students having the abilities to think and design and actually produce something beyond what they see in computers and actually have a a actual prototype that is tested 
that's later on can be um, put into real life. So that's when they put it inside PG Old Town. So all these things is that practice education. I think from my experience, I picked up a lot of knowledge when I was working over when I was studying. I learned a lot of basic when I was studying, but when I worked, my knowledge grew too much. Not too much, but grew to an uh, extended point where I was so confident to do my part too. That's why like, I wish that when I was at school, there was a bit more um, correlation with what is done in the industry. And so we can learn, well, what's the lingo, what's the technology. But like in the built environment, I, I really want to push kids that are not that great at school, but very like creative thinkers that have different solutions. So having that, they can have actually experienced it by hand and design or built something and they can have the scene. And some of this is just more practice, practice, practice rather than just theory because theory is all uh, uh, works off on paper. But sometimes what we take also, it's international knowledge that's not uh, translated or uh, acclimatized to our climate. And therefore it just doesn't make um, any correlation to it. So you think that um, this is interesting at two levels. One is that I understand you, you, uh, you know of Amiro Hakim's technical vocational education um, yes. training, um, which dealt with students who don't really care about all the theories. Um, but eventually, Amiro Hakim is a testament of somebody who went to Tibet, uh, did a diploma, and eventually now he's an architect working out there. So, so you, but then, but, but his, his is from the diploma side, but yours is from the degree side. So what you're saying is at the degree level, it should also be hands-on and they should be able to prototype it and the facility should allow for them to actually see whether the things that they, um, the assignment works, you know, in real life. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, also from here, when I was hearing about Amiral, I, he, I, he was one of those people that I kind of think about, like, maybe during school time, he didn't, like the primary and secondary school time, he didn't excel because it was not interesting enough. But sometimes there's, there's students that are late bloomers where in college, they kind of like become a lot more better because they have this, there's things more interesting to them. But with that, but if Amiral only has a cert or a diploma, the job prospect for him would be less and there's less opportunities and there's less respect in the industry that he is in. I, that's from what, what I see is that therefore the stigma of having that still a degree in, in this country is a bit too um, is strong. Therefore, that's why I always, that's why I want to do a university, not a training center. That's the, that's the notion. Yeah. That yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is how, um, society works yeah you need to have that certificate in fact it's, it's going to be an interesting discussion or that i'll talk to you about that later so moving on from where we are now um when we thought th th uh th thought about your design thesis um we, uh and it is a year long you started out in special semester and then there was first semester was it difficult for you were you struggling and do you think can you explain what were your struggles and whether there was any important breakthrough during the design process and what happened? Oh, I struggled a lot. <laughs> I'll be honest. Uh, it was tough. Uh, it was tough. It was, uh, I, the breakthrough was really late. I think it was more 
late uh, like mid late second sem where I everything just clicked. Yeah. It was really late. Uh because I was floating around with a lot of ideas and the one that really caught like caused a lot of trouble was that because my school I wanted to have satellites uh, small schools or like to have the practical education all around PG Old Town and I was somewhat fo- more focused on that over the main site I think that's when I struggled but I believe the breakthrough that I it came across is when I I think Kevin Kevin Matlow really helped me like look into what's the best solution was that when we were talking about the hypothesis and we were trying to uh when because when we were presenting we had to there was a sequence that we are it's best to do is when we start we have to tell what's our hypothesis i think when when we uh, talked about our hypothesis enough time with enough repetition with it eventually it eventually clicked it's in how i could translate my campus into a cl- classroom also and i think when i started doing the detail of like actually literally designing not just saying oh, I want to do this this and this when I literally designed the section and having people and the modularity of the systems then I think when that's when we I, it really clicked because I looked at one space for the possibilities more than just like if it's just a classroom I tried to see what's more than that and I think that's when I it really clicked um uh, on I progressed but it was kind of late so I didn't get to fully extend my the 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 outdoor classroom detail to I think I'm like I'll be super satisfied but uh I think that that was the the struggle that I had yeah um I I recall that's during our our online zoom session is it bef- uh, when you you got uh the concept uh much more um precise I think you had other you had ideas earlier but it seems didn't did it's not that precisely something that's in a way um our studio we 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 do a lot of group discussion do you find that it's confusing the way we do things or who was helping you the external critique what were they were they helpful to you uh i i can't say they some of them give like really good ideas i think um i think um how was it was ah uh, miss amna from new new formation she gave me one of the strongest one when she, we were talking about the topic of uitm where yeah. the that one was i really remembered it because i i remember it till this day because she was really angry at me on that day but <laughs> that, like uh problem with UITM was inclusion and segregation so you I know no segregation not inclusion therefore we were talking about it enough then i really had to really design something that has that uh annotation connotation where the inclusion has to be the biggest part of the campus and i think it later on became a bit more understandable when i start designing the spaces and the classrooms and like, oh and like i think that the big stairs that i did so oh, it makes sense why i had to do that because my site has a slope and how do you integrate that slope with the surrounding context and has still have activities in that area because like i said when we started is that like the typical design in malaysian architecture we can see the boundaries and what that was the last thing i want to do is create uh, having that like that isolation uh, yeah the justification without being there i think like there's so much like invisible boundary line in a lot of buildings that we can see today i think yeah, that's very unfortunate but yeah 
Okay, it's good that uh, uh, the, we have consistently uh, present uh, external critique apart from the studio masters that, that was with you. So in a way, um, you had answered about um, Kevin's influence in, in determining your concept and um, how independent do you think you could rate it? Oh, would you like to say more about that? I mean, like, also, like, with the, like, uh, you also, Dr. Nazati, had helped me in terms of, like, when I was designing the classroom. One was the topic was that how a lecturer and a student's relationship was very important because there's, sometimes there's, like, if the, the environment is very hands-on, if the lecture is very hard to communicate with or be seen, I think there's, like, another gap that I was, like, looking into. Therefore, like, in my design, all, almost all classrooms would have a lecturer's, um, room so they it's easier to access to the lecturer when they need to so this has a bit more like that room can somewhat be personalized by the lecturer because they're there all the time and if the students were doing their research or anything it the access to the lecturer is a lot easier and i think that was a part of like the other design that i was like thinking about where the interaction between the students and the uh, staff was really important because as much I want to say, like, it's very good for students to have independent studies. I think the, through the years, I think the first and second year, the students are still blank. And because you have to do the prototypes and the design, I think that was the one that I really like. I had to put it in or else it won't make sense because the typical yeah. classroom would be the four walls and like the lecturer comes, the student comes, and it's just an a interchangeable classroom. There's also an interchangeable classroom, but some of the classrooms are with the lecturers. Yeah, you did have a very strong street concept and um, that when that developed and then after and, and um, how actually a university campus would would um, have a good outcome is the interaction that you mentioned between the lecturers and the students. Mm-hmm. And um, it felt that that is a really good campus. And um, when all the struggles that you had how independent do you think you were in designing uh, your thesis? Could you give me from 0% to 100% how independent you were? I would say around 50. I, I won't <laughs> because there was still times where I think the, uh, like the, all the lectures like yourself, uh, Lisa Fu and Kevin Marlow, they would give ideas and then I have to further refine it. I think that was the part that I think I contributed. It's not as if it was uh, spoon-fed to me where you do this, you do this, you do this, and then you pass it. There's still once, and if anytime I do something, also there's also like an argument, well, is it a good idea or a bad idea? Because through the process, I think I did, I, I, I remember this well, very well, because I, every time I show something, there's always something wrong. So eventually it's just a refined process. I think the other one, like I say, like from Lisa's point of, point of view was like, she was really concerned about the natural lighting that could be provided to the classroom. And she really asked me, like, what's your solution? What's your solution? And then eventually I did a courtyard yeah. per, per row. And it kind of really helped because it also creates this, like, uh, natural ventilation cent- uh, area so for, for each spaces because almost all uh, rooms will have a natural ventilation area. I think that was a big part in, like, the helping. But I'll say 50% because I think without it, I think I'll still be not finished, I think, till today. <laughs> Well, you know, we are very irritating, aren't we? We keep on persistingly asking you if we, if we cannot see that the next week and then the next week and, and so on. And yeah. it is a long year project. It's not like, you know, a very short one. So 
So, um, do you think that that's a good uh, design, uh, uh, studio approach to to learning? What what we've done. So, I think I believe it is very important. I think it's. I think we. Uh, I think personally, I that's the biggest reason why I went to University of Malaya, and when I, when I went, uh, I want to do my part two was that when I did my degree. I was decent enough in technical. And when I was working, I was really pushed into technical. But the big gap that I had was design. And design narrative and conceptual narrative was something that I really lacked in. And I think with this experience, with the hands-on and very things, everything I do has to have a reason rather than just doing it for the sake of it. I think that really helped because by the end of it, I had I I, I was able to kind of like if somebody were to ask me, why did you do this? Why did you do this? I could really explain it to the detail. I think that was something that I, I think I picked up the most, I think, from the, uh, this uh, college experience. Yes, there is a method to, the, to it. And one of the is that eventually you, you're very independent. You'll be an independent thinker rather than you just, um, you just uh, follow instruction and apply. You actually question yeah the, the important thing is that you actually question uh, everything that you do from now on i think um, that was the reason for it do you think you'll be doing you think you'll be a different person when you go and get employed soon uh, I, I believe so i think it's i think it will be uh, i will try my best to still have an influence in whatever i do but i still have to i think this is part of like working environment, you still have to negotiate with different personalities and different um, styles. But hopefully I won't be lost away from what I was aspired or what I've learned. Because I think it, it, it would be super easy for uh, like any of us to just fall back and become this um, production architect, this commercial architect, just doing designs based on the templates. I think it, it I hope yeah. it doesn't go because it, it's very easy to fall back to that. Uh, I would be interested to to um, after you work a couple of years or one year, I'd be interested to interview you again or ask you if it's not an interview like this, you know how how things will be uh, in the future. And um, I think we're coming towards like uh, towards the end of our session. But bef- uh, would you like to mention anything else about your design thesis or your design thesis experience that you would like to to share with us? Anything that you... I, I, uh, for me, I think the struggle was very important. I think if I didn't struggle as much, I think I won't take it. I will take this experience for granted. I think because there was days where I was scared to fall asleep because I was like, oh, maybe there's something I didn't finish. Maybe I, So I think the MCO was kind of beneficial too because I didn't have a lot of distraction because I was staying at home constantly looking at my drawing and thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. And I think with that experience, I, there's like we meet also twice a week, and every time I think the night before the the meeting, I think there was like a, there was a panic and then production. It's always like that, but I think it was so important. I think if a student got an opportunity to do uh, this style of education, I think they should really take it and uh, take it and really uh, enjoy it because I think it was different what I've learned here because my past four years of education has been this very, I, don't, I might disrespect a lot of people, but it's very cookie cutter architecture where we just have the brief and then follow it to the T and there's a set of drawings that you have to do. 
and then just produce. And then anytime, like I know how to do it. I've done it when I did my degree where I just followed what everything, what they wanted and then have this concept of like this style of architecture, like, um, like um, medical uh, concept or something that does not relate to like a housing and that you need to do medical. And I think it was something that I never really get because it was, you're putting into, you're in, inserting something out of context. You know this, yeah. You know this that hmm. it, right until the end, uh, uh, especially Kevin was correcting you all, your details, every single thing. And you would think like, oh my God, when is, when is the time for me to do the drawings? It was right at the end, the very last week. And I had to say, stop, stop. We have to, the student have to do the drawings. But yeah. I think yeah. that was beneficial, wasn't it? Because every, hmm. every single thing count. And, and we don't like um, say good if it's not good. We, we say it's, hmm. if it's not good, it's not good. And, and, um, and I think um, because we work as a team, we don't want to, we, we try to go and suit to each other's strength, you think? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I think, Rather than I think, we go and quarrel and then the student will suffer, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would say like, there's like a lot of constructive criticism with all of you, the, the lecturers. Even the external all. critics, right? The ones we chose yeah, yeah. to assist. Yeah, it all has like, has weight to it. Every time like after the, after the presentation or the interims, or the desk grade. Yeah, we will take a minute to like, not cry, but like be sad about our like, how we didn't do any progress. But like coming out of it, I think it's always been something. Um, like I was, when I, like when we started this, I remember like a lot of things I was thinking about. And like, if I want to talk about concept and very um, book related or very theoretical with a lot of uh, knowledge, um, history, I'll always go back to Dr. Nazareth. She will always give me reference and all those things. And, Kevin will talk about the detail and Lisa will sometimes be the in-between where between yourself and Kevin, but she always makes sure like we still think about the big picture rather than to focus on this, to focus on that. And I think that, and it, you guys balance out each other well enough that I never, yeah, sometimes I will hide from one lecturer to present because I have nothing to that to show that like, <laughs> sometimes you need your experience. space, sometimes you yeah. need your space as well. So it's up to the student really to decide things. Yeah. And, um, um, yeah, I mean, um, we try to find the best formula to, to do the train, the experience for you all. Um, going at, at, uh, to the end now, um, I, one of the reasons why I, I uh, decide to interview you because of there's a theme of education that was running through uh, two, two types of um, neighborhood, PJO Town and previously the Kampong Krinchi. And um, it culminates to the university education that, that you consistently thought that the issue of the blue-collar and the white-collar uh, training, um, the worker, yeah, the worker, um, and this is consistent with what uh, we have been thinking about in terms of um, those who are uh, concerned with problem-solving, yeah? I mean, the, the, the built in, uh, those in the School of Built Environment are the professionals that are, they have a degree, but they also deal with the problem solving, just like those in the diploma, you know, maybe those in the diploma don't ask too much questions on policies and theories, but uh, as those in the degree, uh, and we can see that if education is 
focus not on politics yeah but on yeah, yeah. Uh, on uh, solving the the society's problem we will have a better society and that was one of the things so could you leave us with any um, advice to future student of architecture or anything that you like to say regarding the design thesis oh design thesis um, your word of advice over, uh, to the people out there uh, i think if uh, yeah like have have your stand and have uh, have your stand and be realistic in your design. I think it's nice to think fantasy sometimes, but still have that groundness to it where it's there's still possibilities. And ah, yeah, the one thing that I like really focused on like is that your drawings should be able to speak without you being there, and it should not be open to interpretation too much. I think it should be when you look at it without the words, I think, and not fancy graphic, it's just that good plans, section and details that if you follow the the boards or the sequence of the drawings and you're like, oh, what this is person's doing without you being there, I think that should be an excellent choice. But also don't fear the struggle. Enjoy it. You might cry, you might hate it, but I think Hopefully, by when you come out of it, you learn a lot more, and you should become better before uh, when you come out than when you were before. I think that that was something. I, I that I think that's my advice, and what I feel like all, all, all the students that's in design thesis should um, capture by the end of their um, experience. Okay, thank you so much, Irfan, uh, for sharing us your thoughts on your design thesis journey. And um, we would like to wish you all the best in your future undertakings. So thank you so much. Thank you too for having me. Uh, thank you, Dr. Nazi, for teaching me also. Okay. Thank, thank you, you so much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye.